What about this experiment where you lower your LDL cholesterol by eating Oreo cookies? So first of all, this doesn't work for everyone. This usually happens in these people that are called lean mass hyper-responders. I listened to Dave Feldman describe this on uh, the Peter Atia show, where he says when he eats very low carb and then adds, I'm sorry, yeah, very low carb, which is a you know, high-fat keto-type diet, and then adds back carbohydrates, he can bring his LDL cholesterol down to whatever he wants. Um, this guy named Nick Norwitz did the same thing. He recently published an experiment where he did this experiment on himself, where for a few weeks he ate a very ketogenic-style diet, saw where his LDL cholesterol was, which it was like over 400 at the time, and then added back cookies um, for whatever reason. He added that on top of his original diet, and that lowered his cholesterol, I think he said like 70% maybe, and then for another, he waited a washout period, let everything get back to baseline. His LDL cholesterol went back over 400, redid the experiment taking statin medications, which lowered his LDL cholesterol about 30% on rosuvastatin 20. So the fact that his LDL cholesterol went down only 30% on rosuvastatin 20 is a little bit um, odd. He's a little bit resistant to the statin. Most people on higher doses of rosuvastatin, like 20 or 40, will get about a 40 to maybe 50, sometimes even 55, sometimes even 60% reduction in LDL cholesterol. So Dave described this extensively on Peter Atia's podcast. And people, and they call themselves lean mass hyperresponders, that they are leaner and that the leaner they get, the higher their LDL cholesterol goes on this type of very high ketogenic, high saturated fat, high cholesterol type diet. And when you talk to lipidologists and people that understand this field, you know, cardiologists, one of the things that comes to mind almost immediately is a genetic mutation where somebody has a ABCG5 or G8 deficiency, which I talk about extensively in my uh, new cholesterol book. You can go to drhallow.net slash cholesterol if you want to uh, be the first to know when it's out. It's almost uh, out. Some of the biggest names in cardiology um, and nutrition and evidence-based folks uh, have endorsed it and written forwards. Um, I sent it to the publisher. It's in its last phases. Hopefully it will be out soon. But these are genetic mutations that we talk about a lot. There's lots of dyslipidemias. You know, people are like, well, what about if you have low HDL or what if you have, you know, undetectable this or high that or high triglycerides or high whatever? Those are all called dyslipidemias. There's hypo-alpha lipoproteinemia. There's hypo-beta. There's hyper-beta. There's hypo uh, hyper-alpha, there's A-beta lipoproteinemia. There's all kinds of various deficiencies in lipids and lipid metabolism. And it's beyond the scope of this podcast. You probably get into all of that because it's, you know, very in-depth. But people have these type of responses to excess intake of uh, saturated fat or uh, uh, cholesterol, probably have a cholesterol absorption problem. On top of it, you may be affecting the LDL receptors. They might have an excessively sensitive uh, LDL receptor where they downregulate LDL receptors, which reduces clearance of, L of uh, LDL particles and their LDLs go way, way up. Now, the question that they seem to be trying to answer, which I've done a lot of podcasts on this lean mass hyperresponder thing, search my podcast for lean mass hyperresponder, LMHR, or how to see soft plaque and you know all that kind of stuff. They all kind of clustered together. Um, maybe two or three weeks ago um, when this whole thing was super popular. 
But the lean mass hyperresponders, first of all, it's an extremely rare um, genetic mutation. Not everybody's going to go out and do this. No one's recommending that all these people go out and do this. They did a four-year search to find people to enroll in this study, and they and they did an online search, and they spent all this money and found like all of 70, maybe 80 people that fit this phenotype and are in the study. The problem is they they excluded people who had no atherosclerosis. Well, maybe not no atherosclerosis, let's not put it that way. They had no calcium. The one thing that they really could have done, which I wish they would have done, is include people with a, cal- a calcium score. Because if you if you know somebody has a calcium score, you know they have atherosclerosis. And if you track them even for a year or two, you will actually get really good results. The problem is they excluded everybody with atherosclerosis, known atherosclerosis, known calcium scores. They wanted everybody with a calcium score of zero. The problem is you're going to have to follow these people around for decades before you see calcium score go up because calcium scores, calcium is an end stage, late stage finding. So there's almost no way to really find a result, you're going to basically have a negative result. You're going to scan these people again in five years and say, oh, look, nothing happened, or two years, whatever it is. Um, So that's my one criticism. If you go back and listen to some of my other topics, especially how to see soft plaque, um, that podcast describes this uh, pretty in depth. Um, But you're not going to see any, they're full of soft plaque. Like there's no question about that. We know that LDL above 60, you're probably laying down plaque, the vast majority of people. Their argument is that no, because we are these unique hyper-responder, whatever, lean thing, lean mass hyper-responders, that because we are that, that we are immune to atherosclerosis. Well, first of all, that's not true. Um, I've talked about this plenty of times. The PISA trial, the CARDIA trial, the PRECAD trial, all looked at young people, normal BMI, non-smokers, no diabetes, no calcium scores, none of that. Regardless of anything else, if their LDL cholesterol was high, they were having cardiovascular events, they were having atherosclerosis, they had subclinical atherosclerosis, and or clinical atherosclerosis, just depending on their LDL cholesterols. So to state that they are unique, maybe they are unique in a way that their LDL cholesterol skyrockets. Like we know, like when I see these patients in clinic, they have super high LDL cholesterols and the rest of their numbers don't look too wild. You can tell they're doing a keto diet. And I ask them, we're like, hey, are you on some kind of a new diet or something? Because your LDL went from like 72 to 172 or 272. Um, so these the people on, on, on these keto diets, I'd say about 30 to maybe 40% um, end up with increased LDL cholesterol. Now, a lot of it depends on how you're doing keto. You could do a keto diet without saturated fat. You could eat polyunsaturated fats. You could eat monounsaturated fats. I mean, there's lots of ways to do it that is not toxic or not malignant. But if you do it full-on butter, full-on red meat, full-on everything, your your inflammation is going to go up. You're going to end up with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, neurocognitive disorders. You know, you see a lot of them on, on Twitter. They have like tremors. They have like their hand is shaking, especially the one guy who's really into it. Um, but a lot of these doctors have these, you know, weird things that have that all come from excess red meat intake. Oh, yeah, lots of GI cancers. You know, on top of all the atherosclerosis and heart disease, you're adding on multiple layers of other disease patterns. Now, I'm not telling you you can't eat red meat. Personally, I eat red meat very rarely, but I do. But my LDL is also like 40 or, you know, 41, 41 to 44, my LDL, my ApoB. If you want to do that, let us control and take care of your LDL cholesterol or your ApoB and you'll be fine. 
obviously we can't mitigate the risks of some of the other things. Um, I'm not an expert in neurocognitive disorders or cancers or, you know, that kind of stuff. We know that red meat regardless will increase those things plus diabetes plus a few other things. So I get that. Um, but the question really becomes, um, do you want to expose yourself to this? Are you willing to chance it that you are one of these unicorns that will never get atherosclerosis? Probably not. I know I wouldn't want to. Um, but it, it definitely does seem that there are some, some people on keto style diets that have an excessive response to saturated fat and cholesterol intake. Um, they have probably genetic mutations in cholesterol absorption as well as cholesterol elimination. You know, when your liver and your body dumps cholesterol back into your intestines, you reabsorb it. You don't um, excrete it in your poop or what have you. Um, so either way, those are my thoughts on the Oreo versus statin uh, diet. I like that he didn't reduce saturated fat intake or his original diet, and all he did was add carbohydrates to it. Um, because if he would have taken out saturated fat, that could skew the results of what he was trying to prove. So I like that he uh, at least did that. Um, but my recommendation would be people don't do this at home. He even says don't try this at home. Um, but not everyone is this type of person. And, you know, we know in the studies that if you are, if you do have high LDL, LDL in and of itself is inflammatory. People with high LDL have higher inflammatory markers. And when we reduce LDL, almost everyone's inflammatory markers go down, regardless of where they started at. So either way, don't recommend uh, people do this. Um, we talk about this kind of stuff all the time. If you're super interested in this kind of topic, heart disease, atherosclerosis, longevity, living longer, optimizing your health, you can join my community, dralonet slash community. We have weekly Zooms where we talk about this stuff every week. Um, with the community, you get one-on-one -on -one care, unlike the healthcare system that you don't get one-on-one -on -one care at all. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. You know, If you want to join my community, there's a code to get in there for free. You use the code one month, the number one, then M-O-N-T-H, all caps, and it'll get you the first month for free. And I would love to see you on the inside. Take care. Peace. Peace.